You're listening to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm author and book devourer Mallory O'Mara. And I'm Bria Grant, filmmaker and e-reader. This episode, we're taking off a box on the 2023 Reading Glasses, Glasses, Glasses Reading Challenge. Give a book <laughs> a second chance. And we're testing out some fancy bookmarks. They're so cute. Uh, and solving a problem about letting other people read your books, one where Mallory Ooh. and I will fight to the death over. Uh, stay tuned. I'm excited for this. <laughs> uh, but first, Bria, what are you reading? Listen, we just sent out a lot of people uh, uh, a bunch of recommendations for mm-hmm. uh, the Max Fun Drive. Thank you for everyone who joined and wanted a recommendation. A lot of you got this book. It is called <laughs> Stone Blind by Natalie Haynes. I weirdly never read The Furies, which is her last book, right? Just, I think. Yes. Yes. Um, it's a retelling of Medusa. Uh which Mallory can't read because it's too scary for her. Too many snakes. Too scary. Um, too many snakes. The snakes. There's actually I'll have chapters. To live vicariously through you. There's chapters from the point of view of the snakes. Actually, nope. in this. Nope. Um, so it's a retelling of Medusa, um, from Medusa's perspective. But then there's a lot about from um, Athena, uh, who, which is spelled A T H E N E, and people are like, "I'm sure is that how you spell it?" And this whole time, I've thought you spelled it with an A. No, I think that it's just multiple Athena. spellings. But do you still say Athena or do you say Athene? I have no idea. Okay. Uh, well, there's a lot from her perspective. And then also tons about Perseus, uh, which I knew jack shit about Perseus, but he is <laughs> the one, spoiler, spoiler for, <laughs> spoiler for uh, ancient An text. ancient myth. <laughs> uh, but um, spoiler, he's the one who kills Medusa. And yeah, I really liked it. I mean, I, again, like I, I am really not educated in Greek or Roman myths. Like this is something that I have like through these retellings have learned a lot. And so I didn't know why Perseus was on this mission. Like there was a lot of things about this world that I didn't know a ton about Poseidon. Um, y'all need to check the trigger warnings just so you know, not only for snakes, but also for um, uh, these gods are, you know, they, they love sexual assault and all sorts of horrible things. Um, so mm-hmm. check those. Um, but it, it's a really great retelling, uh, whether you know the story or not. And again, like I said, it's from all these different perspectives. So perspective of the snakes, perspective of, of uh, is it just the, it's like, like a whole chapter? Of no, they like are like, I saw him coming. It's like really well done. Um, and it's just like, even if you, though you know what's going to happen, it's all told really well from all these different gods and non-god perspectives. Um, uh, what are you reading, Molly? I am reading a big glasser book, and it's a novella. So speaking of the reading glasses challenge, you can read this and tick that off. Uh, it is The Crane Husband by Kelly Barnhill. Uh, I want to read it. This is, yes, I You're going to really it. like it. I know. I, it's really interesting because it's one of Kelly Barnhill is one of those people that can kind of make something both fantasy and sci-fi at the same time. And that's what this book feels like. It's very genre bendy. It is a retelling of the crane wife. So we know Glassers love a retelling. And it's about this teenage girl and she lives in this farmhouse. Her family's farms have been sold off to this giant mega corporation that like runs all their farms entirely with robots and drones. So like it's very lonely because, you know, their their farmhouse is still there in amongst all of the farmland, but you know, it's not like workers or farmers around. It's just like drones and if you like cross over and, ac- and accidentally go into the farms, like the drones will attack you. So she, you know, and the family is not doing great. It is her mom and the main character is a teenager and her little brother and the mom like makes art to get by and they sell cheese to get by, but they're not not doing great and the mom 
very quickly you realize is is one of is an artist in the sense that she only really cares about her art like sometimes she cares about her kids but sometimes she doesn't like weeks will go by where the main character really has to do all the the care for her little brother while her mom is like working on something mm-hmm. um and the mom the, the the father has passed away her father was very sick and the mom uh has these like boyfriends that she'll have for like a week and then they'll disappear but one day the mom comes home and she is walking with a human-sized crane that is wearing a little hat and has glasses and uh they can tell right away that this is not a great guy or not a great crane and the mom falls in love with this crane and the crane is really really terrible and they can tell that the crane is not treating the mom great and they won't leave so the teenager is like trying to figure out how to get this crane to go away and the mom uh throws herself into creating this massive piece of art that no one's allowed to see that's for the crane and uh it's basically it's a really great retelling that explores abuse and why women love uh, why, why, wh- how women can love abusive men and how that affects everyone around them. So check content warnings for this, but it's just like, it's very powerful and it's very uh, beautifully written. And it's like, uh, it's, it's a uh, very poignant. It's not a feel good read, but it's a, uh, it's a really beautiful retelling. And I'm, uh, I'm really glad I'm, I'm reading it. So that's the crane husband by Kelly Barnhill. And mine is stone blind, a novel by Natalie Haynes. So I want to take a moment to share some listener feedback. Dora wrote in to say, Dear Mallory and Bria, love the show. You have helped me get back into reading after a years-long grad school book drought. In a previous episode, you mentioned stressed-out moms being in your doghouse. I felt the same way for a long time, but after becoming a stressed-out dad myself, it quickly moved to my wheelhouse. The Need, Night Bitch, School for Good Mothers are all amazing. They made me feel seen and come to terms with the many inescapable hardships of parenting, although I have yet to find good stressed-out dad books. Interesting. I'm... I mean, isn't that just like the Mandalorian? <laughs> um, isn't that just everything Pedro Pascal's ever done? We should maybe we should uh, we should do an episode of stressed out parent books, and we will look into oh, this. I know it'll be so stressful for me. It will be so stressful for you, but I feel like you know, like like there's a few Sundial falls into this too. Um, like there's some other ones that fall into this, and I feel it's like a big buzzy could, thing right now. We could come up with some, and I feel like if I thought hard enough, I could come up with a dad one. I just the, yeah, there has to be stressed out dad books out there. Yes, Dora, we will look. We will think about it. We should do an episode. Uh, Brock wrote in and said, "I fell way behind on the podcast when I started working from home early in the pandemic, and no longer I had a commute, and I spent the past couple months catching up." Uh, I just got to the one where you talked about skipping the intro to books, and I can't believe it never occurred to me that I can just do that. Uh, a boring <laughs> intro has nearly kept me from reading several books because I felt some ridiculous duty to read the whole book cover to cover for some reason. Thank you for freeing me from that responsibility. Brock, who is a best friend to a Sarah, so we will allow it. Um, oh, we yes. love that. This is what we live and breathe for, Listen, getting rid of your book kills so you can enjoy more books. Here's the wildest thing. You can skip any part of a book. If there's a chapter mm-hmm. that does not speak to you, you can skip that part of the book, and no one will come knocking on your door and say, wait a second, you can't finish reading that book. You skipped the intro. <laughs> no one's going to make you do a book report. Although, so quick question, Bria. Could I skip the snake chapters of Stone Blind? Yeah, I think there's only one from the point of view of the snakes. And then there's, but there's descriptions of snakes. Because she does have. Okay, then maybe. But not, she doesn't get the snakes on her head until like halfway through or something. So you can read mm. the first half of the book. But then the other Gorgons also have snakes on their heads. 
So you, I mean, there's a lot of snakes. You, you, I would snake, read. snake heavy book. Snake heavy snake book. You're not book. reading the Medusa book. Is not for you, Mallory. I'm sorry. Like you can't <laughs> read it. I, if there's another book where I feel like, oh, you should just skip this chapter. Yes, I will. You should. You can do that. Anyone Maybe I'll read allowed. another book. Yeah. So Shoshana wrote in to say, hi, Mallory and Bria. I wanted to write in with a personal book victory. In 2021, I had heard about a strategy to tackle the famously long classic Les Miserables. The mass market paperback edition is 1,463 pages long, and I had the copy sitting on my shelf staring at me for ages. Once I heard the best way to tackle this honker, I started on January 1st, 2022. You see, I had heard that there are 365 chapters in the book, which means that you can slowly read it over the course of a year if you read one chapter a day. Sounds simple, right? I tracked my daily reading, so if I skipped a day or two weeks, let's be honest, I would know exactly how many chapters to catch up on to still finish it by December 31st, 2022. Chapter lengths vary between less than a page to up to 25 pages. It was a roller coaster of a companion book that threatened to rip apart about halfway through the year, and I had to tape the paperback together with washi tape while I traveled to Europe with it. See attached. <laughs> I would often get comments while reading in public or with the most common questions being like, what class are you reading that for? Or you're not really reading that, are you? I can confirm that there are exactly 365 chapters and finishing it on December 31st was a very satisfying way to end the book that I had spent an entire year with. I would highly suggest this as a method to tackling this chonker of a book if it's on your reading list that is. Next, I'll need to watch the movie. Thanks for the podcast. It's the highlight of my week. I love this. I smell a Max Fun Drive challenge next year. Brie and oh, Mallory geez. read Les Miserables <laughs> by one chapter at a time. I guess I read the Bible. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Can't be worse I mean, than that. This is a- I, I'm very impressed by this. And um, I, this is a great way to tackle a chonker because you aren't like, I mean, the pressure's low. One chapter a day. You know, we love a manageable chunk on yeah, reading glasses. We really love a manageable chunk. Give us the, the reading glasses soup, soup brand. Um, I think we should check this out. This is a really cool thing. Yeah. Um, so you can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com if you want a list of all the books we talk about on the show delivered to your inbox every month. You can sign up for our newsletter. There's a link in the show notes. I do want to say real quick because we keep getting emails about this. There is currently, because this is a free newsletter, there's currently no way to send back issues of it. Like, yeah, we can't send you, like, because sometimes people sign up and they're like, I want to read all the ones before this. We can't help you with that. Um, <laughs> Not, not a thing that is possible for our mail, our, our newsletter service to do. But you can sign up in the newsletter if you, and sometimes people email us and they're like, I want to sign up for the newsletter. All you have to do is look in the show notes. Folks, I'm begging you on my knees with tears in my eyes. I put so much work into the show notes every week. Please check the show notes. I don't know. Uh, it depends on what podcast listening app you use apple podcast and spotify both you just have to scroll down a little bit and there's all every book we talk about all the links we talk about everything that's in there but also if you use a podcast listening app that doesn't have them for some reason just go to maximumfun.org and go to the reading classes page and there is an episode there's a page for every single episode we've ever done and on that page is all the show notes for that episode there's all the links that you want all the books we're talking about sometimes people tag us and they're like i'm trying to write down so fast all the books people mail or all the books mallory and bria talk about on reading glasses you do not have to do that every week i put hours of work into doing the show notes for you you don't have to write quickly all you have to do is go to maximumfun.org and go to the reading glasses page and it is there for you a shining light of all of book lists and links for you to use Speaking of books, we have a couple of bookmarks. I want to remind folks that if you are a bookseller or a librarian, uh, a youth services librarian, a kids librarian, school librarian, or or a bookseller with a uh, section in your store that is for kids, and you want a copy of my new book that is coming out next month, Girls Make Movies, to check it out before you buy it for your library or or 
uh, sell it in your store, let me know. Re- email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. It is a, a, a 10 and up book that is for both middle grade and YA and it te- will teach your kid how to make a movie. It'll teach them all kinds of cool women's film history. It will uh, show them what people do in the film industry, how they got their jobs, what tools they use, and what they love about it. A nice quote from filmmaker Miss Bria Grant in there. I just pre-ordered this book just now. So y'all could oh, do that today. You. I Literally, while Mallory's talking, it took me less time than Mallory finishing thank you, thank the you. talk about the book to pre-order <laughs> the book. So you can order pre-order this book today. Right now. That'll, be, that'll make me very happy. Uh, and we also want to remind folks that we are, now that the Max Fun Drive is over, I have emailed out all the book recommendations and all the Slack channel invites. So if you haven't gotten yours, if maybe it went into spam or something, uh, look around in your inbox. It's an email from Slack. It'll be, I don't know what it says, but it's like, it's an email from Slack. So maybe it went went somewhere that you weren't expecting it to, but it, they've all been sent out. So if you haven't gotten yours yet and you expect it to, just email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. And reminder, folks, that the recommendations were only during the drive. There's a special exclusive during the drive. If you email us weeks or months later, we will put it in, in the queue to be answered on the show. But they would that to get personalized recommendations instantly, well, not instantly, but quickly from Bree and I, it was only during that two-week window that ended on March 31st. So instantly uh, it's like you. we appear and start yelling books at you. We should yell book <laughs> titles at you. Uh. It's it's like that scene from Star Wars where um Leia's like the little hologram. It's just like me and Bria pop up on your desk like, hello, here we are. Get a pencil ready. <laughs> We're going to tell you all the books that you need to read. Um, but yes, that is. So if you if you haven't got the things that you think you should have gotten, we had a few people um, last year who their email didn't come through or whatever it was. Just email us again. Never be afraid to email us again. Uh, you're friendly. Pals, Mallory and Bria are happy to to fix whatever These whatever's going on. These email. These old glassers, send them an email. Uh, So before we talk about giving books a second chance, we're going to take a quick break. Reading Glasses is sponsored in part this week by Green Chef. Welcome warmer weather with delicious, easy-to-follow recipes that support your healthy lifestyle, and they taste great, too. Wait, before you fast-forward this commercial, I know you all would fast-forward some of these commercials. Don't do it. Because Green Chef, we're about to make you a really good offer with Green Chef, Okay. Green Chef is amazing. It shows up to your door in this nice little package. It has a really easy-to-follow recipe. I'm a big fan of Green Chef. And guess what? You can celebrate Earth Month with recipes featuring premium proteins, seasonal and organic produce, and sustainably sourced seafood. And there's over 30 recipes to choose from weekly with an option to mix and match your meals from different dietary preferences in the same box without changing your plan, which I know... People are always worried about it when they have dietary preferences. Guess what? Green Chef caters to that. If you want double of your favorite recipe, you can get double portions in your weekly order with just one click. Again, these showed up to my door. It's so nice. They come in these little bags. You look at it. You're like, oh, I know exactly what I'm making for dinner. And it just takes the guessing out of what you're going to do. You don't have to be like, oh, do I need to run to the store? You don't. Green Chef is right there. I'm a complicated person to feed, and Green Chef makes it easy. I know there's going to be something in my refrigerator for me. As a vegetarian, as a person with dietary restrictions, this makes it easy. I love putting on a podcast like this one, which you're listening to right now. Just putting on a little podcast, preparing those recipes, 
it's a great way for me to end my day in the evening. I don't have to think about it. I can just relax, do some cooking. Cooking is so creative for me, and it just feels great to know exactly what I'm doing. So go to greenchef.com slash glasses60 and use code glasses60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. I told you that was a good deal. That's greenchef.com slash glasses60 and code glasses60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. Glasses. Hey there, beautiful people. I am your favorite authoress, Trayvell Anderson, of We See Each Other, a black trans journey through TV and film. You know this is supposed to be a promo for our show, Fanti, and not your book, right? It's called Multitasking. I can't with you right now. Trayvell and I have an <laughs> award-winning show called Fanti that we both host, and it's a podcast where we dig into the complex and complicado mm-hmm. conversations about the gray areas in our lives. Perhaps there is a public figure of some sort, and you're like, oh, that person's so smart and so charming, but you're also like, oh, that person gets on my nerves. Okay, okay. You can catch us every week right here on Max Fun or wherever you get your Slayworthy audio. And you can watch us on the YouTube every Friday. That's Fanti, F-A-N-T-I. This week, we're ticking off another box on the 2023 Reading Glasses, 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 Glasses Challenge. Give a book a second chance. Why did we put this on the challenge, and how do we think this can help improve your reading life? So first off, let's talk about what exactly this means. We know that glassers are concerned with making sure they follow the rules, Mm -hmm. and we got you covered. So giving a book a second chance means picking up a book that you have previously dumped. It could be a book that you dumped last week. It could be a book that you dumped five years ago. And again... It doesn't mean you have to finish it. It just means you have to give it a second chance. It just means picking it back up and trying again. You can give it a chapter. You can give it 50 pages. You can give it whatever you feel comfortable with. Then you can dump it again if you want. You don't have to finish the whole thing. You just have to give it a chance. One more date with that book. Mm -hmm. You don't have to marry it. You don't have to bring it home. You just have to go on a date. (laughs) You can leave after appetizers, honestly. (laughs) Order drinks and be like, you know what? I'm going to take this stick off. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god what a power move you go on a date and you're like could you box this up i'm done i'm done thank you <laughs> but not with this food i'm going to bring this home and continue eating it. yeah 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 so bria why do we put this on the challenge well two reasons first is that we think it will actually help you dump books okay that's gonna sound counterintuitive but giving a book a second chance is a great great way to remind yourself that when you dump a book it doesn't just blip out of existence <laughs> it is it sometimes feels like you have this one time one shot to read this book and like it and if it does but maybe it's not clicking with you maybe you're not in the mood listen to last week's episode um uh and now you have to set it on fire uh that is not what happens you don't have to that book is going to always be around even if you have to get it from the library again look your friend Bria is getting so many books from the library second or third time around because I didn't finish them, because I was like, oh, I don't mm-hmm. have time for this, or because I start them and I'm like, eh, not right now. You know, like, so it's, it's, it gives you the ability to dump a book and know that you can still come back to it because we're asking you to come back to it right now. What's the second reason, Mallory? 
it's just to remind all of us how subjective reading is. Mm. So much of a book is what you're bringing to the reading experience. It's your mood that day, where you are in life. You know, a perfect example is that listener feedback we had at the start of the episode about stressed out parent books. This thing that this person didn't like at all, and then they became a parent, and now it's like in their wheelhouse. You know, sometimes your life circumstances change, and that changes your reading taste, and that's fine. It's a very normal thing that happens to all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we put this on the challenge because we think that that getting reminded that you can always go back to a book is a way to improve your reading life. It's just going to take the pressure off, right? Mm-hmm. You never have to feel bad because a book you want to like just isn't landing for you. It might just not be the time. You can always try again in a month, a year, several years. Mm-hmm. It happens all the time. Uh, so, Priya, did you complete this part of the challenge yet? This is one I've completed. I completed it. I wrote about it in our newsletter, actually. Um, uh, so... I don't remember when, I may have even talked about it on the show, but at one point I started reading The Year of Magical, Magical Thinking by Joan Didion, and I didn't realize, well, like, wow, this is a sad book. It is kind of a bait and switch with the title, because <laughs> you're like, magical like, oh, this thinking. Be a fun, wow, this is going to be about unicorns. Book. Like, what is the subject? I was very, and I was like, oh, this is about the death of her husband and her daughter getting super sick and this horrible time in her life. Um, but then I, I was thinking about the challenge, and I was thinking about this, like, what books that I feel like I I wanted to read, but I just was like, oh, I haven't, I didn't actually finish them. And I didn't actually make it that far into this book, but this was one. And um, I uh, listened to it, which I think helped with the sadness. And it was one that I was really drawn to. And I, uh, I just feel like, you know, Joan Didion, big writer of our time, like is writing about things that are important. And I felt like this one was very personal and I wanted to, I wanted to check it out, but something about listening to it, like, like, muted the sadness a little bit. You know what I mean? Like it made it a little I, less. I, when I read this book, I did the audiobook too. Did you? And it's a great audiobook because it has a tell yeah. about her, her life with her husband before, you know, he passes away. Uh, but then also um, what it's like post that time and her going through her life you know, not realizing he's gone and like, and just just all this really interesting because he died really suddenly. Uh, it was just really a fascinating, well-written book. And yeah, so I really enjoyed this part of the challenge. I feel like this was really good for me because it did allow me to go back to a book that I had had abandoned at some point. I had dumped at, uh, at some point. Uh, what about you, Mallory? Uh, have you done this already? I did. Okay. I did. And I won't say what book it is, oh. um, but I am glad that I did. It was a historical fantasy book that I got an arc of a really long time ago. I think it was back in like 2015. Wow. And it just didn't click with me at the time. Like it just seemed really complicated. And I dumped it after a single chapter because I was like, I'm not ready to like, you know, when when a uh, book has very um, complex world building and you're like, I'm just not ready to build this in my head yet like I I need something simple um but I kept for years I kept seeing it on book recommendation lists and after both you and I realized that historical shit might be more in our wheelhouses than we thought I got it from the library again and I fucking loved it oh my god I loved it it was def I was definitely in a better place to get into like a complex plot and instead of finding it like complicated I just found it super engaging Mm. and now of course I've done this with books before and I had the opposite reaction so sometimes a book just is not for you full stop and you don't have to keep trying and if you've given it multiple tries maybe it's time to donate that book and sometimes what's good about this part of the challenge maybe there's a lot of things in a lot of authors that we all feel like we should like and 
if you or give a book a sec- second chance and it's really not for you, maybe it, that's that author or that genre or whatever it is is just not for you. And that's okay. It doesn't make you a bad person. doesn't make you a bad reader. You're just not into whatever this is. But I am really glad we put this on uh, on the challenge. And yeah. I'm glad we did that. And I'm going to continue to I, – I think I will continue to give books second chances in the future because I had such a great experience with this. And now it's like, I ended up buying more of this author's books because I was like, oh, now I'm into this. Now I really like it. And you know what? Slightly off topic, but I will say, I redid my wheelhouse recently. because after we After I wrote this episode, I was like, man, yeah, historical shit, I think is in both me and Bria's new wheelhouses. So I sat down and like rewrote out my my wheelhouse for 2023. And I think I'm going to do it at the start of every year. Just like redo my wheelhouse to see what's in it and uh yeah definitely historical historical fiction um and historical genre like historical sci-fi fantasy horror uh i put in there because we both have been enjoying it so much for the past few years yeah yeah i that it's definitely i think it is in mine as well which is not something i there's also just been a lot of really good ones lately i think yeah that's true um, but we're all we're all evolving as readers, yeah. and you know, changing, and and sometimes you got to give a book a second chance. Uh, so you can send your thoughts on that to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Before we test out some fancy bookmarks, we're going to take a quick break. sponsored in part today by Microdose Gummies. Microdose Gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. You know, you've probably heard about microdosing. You've probably heard us talk about it. You've probably heard other people talk about it. There's all sorts of people who are into microdosing now, and they use it to perform better, to feel healthier. There's all sorts of ways you can use these gummies. Let's say maybe you feel like you're never in the moment. You're like, I just want to be a little bit more present. Guess what? These gummies will help you enjoy each and every moment. You'll be more invested in everything from the work that you're doing to even like the show you're watching. You're like, I just really want to get more out of Yellow Jackets. Hey, guess what? Microdose gummies can really help you with that kind of thing. If you're a person who multitasks all the time, it can help you just focus on that one thing. Put your phone down. Be really where you need to be. You can actually like pay attention to the book that you're reading. You can sit there and you you won't be distracted by other stuff. You'll be able to just pay attention. Isn't that a wonderful thing? So Microdose is available nationwide. And to learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code GLASSES to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description. But again, that's microdose.com code GLASSES. GLASSES. Since we reached our highest milestone during the Max Fun Drive, we are creating a Max Fun Foley library full of sound effects from your favorite hosts. The whole Max Fun community will be able to use it. So, what would you like it to feature? People high fiving? Walking through mud? Chicken clucking? Jazz kazoo? Head to maximumfun.org/foley. That's MaximumFun.org slash F-O-L-E-Y and submit your ideas. We're excited to make this silly thing together and even more excited to see what you all create with it. And thank you again for a great Max Fun Drive.
Now let's look at some book tech advances in bookish technology. This week's book tech was sent in by Rachel. Rachel, thank you very much. It is the BLBMH Fancy Bookmark. BLBMH is a company that makes very elaborate metal bookmarks. And the one we got is about the size of the palm of your hand, depending on how big your hand is, uh, and features a white fox with a bunch of tails and butterflies. It looks very like Pokemon-y, anime-y. Yeah, super fantasy-inspired. It's like pink and white and blue. And it has a little chain hanging off of it with an additional... Fox face Fox on face. the chain, yes. which I didn't totally understand. And it runs about, these are, so they make a ton um, of different ones. There's a, there's mermaid ones, there's fairy ones, uh, all sorts of ones that kind of look anime inspired. Um, they may be anime that I just don't recognize. Um, and they all have that little thing hanging off of them. And they're all running around 10 bucks, just so you know. So this is not a cheap bookmark. Thank you to no. who sent it. Who sent it? Rachel. Rachel. Thank you, Rachel. Sorry. I'm, you're talking. And I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at bookmarks. I'm looking at various mermaid bookmarks on the internet. Here's a mermaid. She's We've got all her hands up. There. She's having a great time. <laughs> this one's just hands up mermaid with little music notes. But this one is a fox, which is very This one is fox. Cute. Bria, what did you think of this bookmark? So I I think it's very cute. Like the, the fox pattern, it's very intricate. Like... Mm-hmm. like it's metal so like to describe it it has like a bunch of cut out little pieces like is this a very complicated bookmark again if you're eating this may be a again if you're eating this may be a problem like if you, you might get little crumbs and the little holes <laughs> um, you don't have it's not just crumbs in the book but you have to worry about it's crumbs in the bookmark in, in the well. bookmark holes there's a lot of holes this is um i'm gonna say a gorgeous gift. Like if someone is into this kind of aesthetic, they love mermaids, something like that. I think it'd be a great gift. For me, too heavy. Too heavy. This is, I mean, so it's a here's heavy what you bookmark. need it for. For books that are like big giant honkers that are like laying out in your house, like a tome that you're like, oh, I'm reading this. <laughs> for all you wizards out yeah, there I mean, living in towers this, you know, who have a lot of tomes looking, around. You know, like if you have your mermaid tome out uh, then I think this could be really good. But for everyday use, I don't know, Mallory. How did you feel about it? Well, I agree with you that it is beautiful. So I saw that this company makes little display boxes, and honestly, I think that's the best thing for these bookmarks. It's uh, so pretty, and it would be so cute in a display box on your bookshelf. Like if you have – it seems silly – if you were not a super, if you're not a reader, be like, why would you want to display a bookmark? But all every all the glassers are like, oh yeah, I would want to display a bookmark. Uh, but for actually using it as a bookmark, it isn't for me. And I think I've come to a, a conclusion. Oh, after six years of doing the show, I need to admit that I don't like metal bookmarks. Just not you're not for them. They're either too heavy or they're too sharp is really the thing that I'm figuring out. Yeah, they are too sharp sometimes. If you have that thin, thin metal, oh, no, that's a... Yeah, it's so elaborate and it has so many points to snag on things that I would just never reach for it as a bookmark. So it's got high points on aesthetics for me. Yes. Uh, so it's two out of five pages for me, and th- two of those five, those two are just points for aesthetics. It's just, I, I love a light, easy bookmark that I don't have to worry about. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you were displaying this or like, I can see if you got like a really nice special edition of a book and you want to like leave a bookmark in it so you can like leave it out on a on a 
end table or put it on the end of a bookshelf and you want to display it like this is the bookmark for you it's fucking beautiful but for everyday grubby reading on the couch this is not the bookmark for me i just uh yeah it would get caught in a blanket i can see yeah that's, would, i would worry about snagging for sure and i will tell you i'm looking at their site right now and um they have these beautiful van gogh bookmarks with various van gogh paintings with but it's like cut around them and they're in van gogh like art books. And so that I kind of get goes with the book. Yeah. It like it also like you're it's a giant art book. So it's not going to mm-hmm. you're not sitting there like reading it in bed and it's gonna get snagged on like your sweater or something. <laughs> you know? Also you're reading this giant book. Yeah, yeah. It's like two, two feet across. Do you wanna bed. know what BLBMH stands for? Do you want no, to know? I didn't even know? look it up. It's beauty beauty loom bookmark house beauty loom bookmark two o's l-o-o-n-g on the bong i don't know bookmark house that's what it stands for huh so now you know um and i mallory you'll appreciate it sounds like a salon that bookmarks go to to get their hair done <laughs> they also have christian bookmarks you'll appreciate it with like christian they look like stained glass Will windows I appreciate them? but then one has cats black cats in this oh they all have black cats in these stained glass windows which I don't remember that part of the Bible. Yeah, the cats could sway me for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't remember any cats in the Bible. There's not, I don't think any. Someone's going to be like, yes, there are. Uh, uh, yeah, no, it was very pretty. It does get incredibly high ratings. I would also, here's the other thing I would say. I would worry about the delicate nature of it. I would worry about breaking it. Like, just the way yeah. I am with, uh, Mallory knows I just recently broke my computer because I. they were like, <laughs> well, what kind of case are you putting in it? And I was like, hmm. Great question. Uh, uh, <laughs> case. By case, you mean throwing it in my backpack? Uh, and they were like, yeah, you can't do that anymore. I was like, great, great, great. Um, but yes. yeah. You don't even have a case for your Kindle. I do have one. You just don't use it. I don't use it. Um, anyway. Brie is a free spirit. This is a very, they're very like beautiful. But again, yeah, I think the practicality of them, not useful, but beautiful. I sort of say you should buy them as a gift. I think that said that earlier. Maybe you don't, if you have someone who likes a non-practical gift, don't buy this for me. Bria likes a practical <laughs> gift. Give me like salt or something, something I will use every day. Oh, I thought you meant as a bookmark. No, no, just like as a gift. I'm like, wow, thank Bria you. Bria just sprinkles a line of salt in the page and that's how she figures out where she is. You can where, find it where if you did is. a thick enough line, I bet. Oh, God. Horrible. Oh. But yeah, very beautiful. This is, I, I, I think this would be great if you are... I can see where it'd be popular on book talk because it'd be like, ooh, so pretty, mm-hmm. you know, great, very Instagramable. If you're taking a lot of pictures of your books with a bookmark in them, which sounds silly, but there's a lot of book book bookstagrammers and book sure. talkers who do that, this would be fantastic. But mm-hmm. for your these old glassers who just wanna throw something in a book and and throw it in a bag, this is this is not for us. Uh, so if you have ideas for book tech for us to test out, send them to reading glasses podcast at gmail.com or check out our wish list in the show notes. Time to solve a bookish problem from one of our listeners. Roxanne writes in, Hi, Mallory and Bria. I'm spending the majority of my time in Hawaii for the next two years for work, and my boyfriend and I will both be away from home together for an entire month for his work soon. The person who is going to house it and take care of our new cat asked him if she could read our books, and he told her, sure, immediately without asking me. Notes, he knows the house sitter much better than I do, and it is surprising if my boyfriend reads more than one or two books a year. These are all unread books that I haven't been able to see or touch for two months, organized 
organized in carts and shelves, perfect, and the possibility of them being trash before I get a chance to read them for the first time hurts. This feels like I'm being a super awful person. Why wouldn't I want others to enjoy reading? How can we be less protective of our books? Books are pretty much the only thing I treat myself to, so it just feels like a violation, and I feel like a super shitty person for being upset by it. Any advice about being less of a book bitch <laughs> is welcome and appreciated. Bria, Wait, what do you think Roxanne should do? Is that a shirt? Book bitch? Is that a shirt? I would, I would wear that. I would wear that. First of all, you're not a book bitch. Or are you? You are not a do book bitch, Do you want to be a book bitch? Because I kind of want to be a book bitch. Um, uh, Mallory and I are going to have really different reactions to this. So take yes. it. This is, are you a Bria or are you a Mallory? Um, because this I. This is definitely a new divide in the Mallory-Bria universe. Would not notice if a book was even gone. Like, okay, if it was like on my nightstand, I'm like, wait, I was reading something. Where did it go? But otherwise, I it's um, I if someone touched much less if they touched it. But I just I again because I read e read so much and I give away so many books. I just don't even think twice about them. Um, but I started okay. I was like, what is the thing I would be bothered by? Like, if the person was like, can I wear your clothes, wash them, and put them back? And I would be like, huh. That would make me feel a little weird. I was like trying to think of an example, right? A, a, a parallel for me. I was like, that would make me feel a we- little weird. But honestly, it wouldn't make me feel that weird if they like returned them in perfect condition and like what I don't know doesn't hurt me. Like I would be like, like if the person like a year or two later was like, just so you know, I wore all of your underwear and then I, I put ah! them back. I'd be like, weird. Why would you do that? Um, like, mm, I would feel slightly violated if it was the underwear. But if it was like some shirts, I'd be like, okay, well, I didn't notice. So no big deal. Thank you for putting them back. Um, uh, but okay. So if you, if this person's like rifling through your stuff and they don't put it back nicely, I'm like, I get that. That is not cool. Um, but if they, if they are putting it back nicely, if this is hard for me because as a house sitter, I'd be like, well, whatever. You're like, make yourself at home, eat my food do like use whatever um I would say okay here's my advice this is what I would do but I think Mallory's gonna have such a different answer because I think she's much more of a book bitch than (laughs) I'm literally like like squirming in my seat thinking about this about the idea of someone reading your books wow so I would say get like they're in the order you want them to be just like to let the house sitter know hey my books are really important to me. I have organized them in a really certain way. So, like, if you, you take one off the shelf, just make sure it goes right back to where you got it. And and if you happen to damage it, just replace it. You know, like, I just, like, make sure you get another one just like it. Just don't tell me, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> because if they replaced it, I mean, like, we, we, you wouldn't care. I mean, Mallory, if they, like, took it and replaced it with a new book, that would bother you? Because here's what I started thinking. Here's the positive aspect of this. You're going to be able to talk about this person when you're about, about these books you like. They could go and be like, oh, you've read this, and they pick it up and they read it, and you'll get to have a conversation about your favorite books. Doesn't that seem nice? Mallory, it doesn't seem nice. <laughs> no. Why? You don't want to talk to people about books. It's literally... You have a show where you talk to people about books. Why <laughs> exactly. You, I, don't need to talk, I don't need to talk about it with someone, some random person that talk, I don't know. Why would you? Okay. All right. All right. This is uh, obviously a Mallory question. also, Roxanne hasn't read these books yet. Okay. But anyone can read a book that is out there. Okay. If you go buy a book, I could go buy the same book and read it before you read it. It's not I know. A, it's but... not a challenge. This is not, it's not a competition of who reads the book first. No, but no, but I, what I mean is it's not like Roxanne's going to be able to come back and be like, oh, you read this. I feel this way about it. These oh, are books that Roxanne hasn't been able to, able to touch. 
I mean, I would kind of like, because I'd be like, did you like it? And if they're like, no, I'm like, cool, you can just have it. <laughs> like, I'd be like, I don't want that book. I mean, if it's not good, I don't want to read it. Um, all right, go ahead. I feel like you're going to have a lot more, lot more book bitch things to say. <laughs> yeah, you know, what I'm going to say is, Roxanne, I don't think you are a book bitch at all. And if you are, I am one too. I'm with you. Honestly, Roxanne, I had the exact same reaction. I read this email and physically recoiled from my, my computer screen. The first thing is, I really think your fucking boyfriend should have asked you. That's really my thing is that it doesn't matter what it is. I don't think your boyfriend has the right to tell other people that they can use your stuff without ask, without saying all he all he had to do was text you and be like hey the house sitter wants to read your books because clearly they're your books you just started uh, such a fight in this relationship i'm just letting you know this is such I, a, well, a battle you know, I, roxanne you can you can come stay with me if you need someone <laughs> to sleep on you can come to my house um i think the proper response would have been sure but only the books in this particular section you know what i mean because i also have a tbr cart that is meticulously organized and most of it is new books and if if I came back and someone would have like taken books out or rifled like I would be upset and because what my big my other big thing with this is that I'm the same way as Roxanne is like books are really the thing that I treat myself to Mm -hmm. you know like everything else that I buy like I don't collect a lot of stuff I have a lot of like fountain pens and ink but those are like work tools for me like the only thing I really have is my books and that's really special to me and when someone if someone like came in and and like read them and rifled around like I had the same reaction as Roxanne like I would feel like not okay it would be be the same thing as you with your clothes or other people with whatever like I wouldn't like it uh and you know certain sections are fine you could tell this person but you know be like hey this particular area with all my new books please don't touch those because I have them organized I think I thought about it as the way that like so I have a really big booze section and next to my kitchen I have like a really big booze shelf and when people come to house it um it's the way we what we tell them is like anything below the 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 bottom three shelves you can go nuts have whatever you want but the top shelf is like very special like whiskeys that Mm. Jeremy got for me as a present or like things people like we got like it's a special thing and I I don't think it's weird to be like hey you can drink all the booze in this particular section. Just don't drink this stuff because it's special. And if I would say the same thing about books, like read all the books in the session, but, but this section are, in particular is special. More than one person can read the book. Booze, if they re- if they drink your booze, they're not going to barf it back into the bottle. You know, like it's not going to come back up. It's, it's So it's gone forever. But like books, you can read it, put it back. And, and if you're very careful... Someone will not know. I mean, I read library books all the time. I don't know. who It's been on, it's been hundreds of no, people. No, I know. Days. But like, say it's a special book from a favorite author that you pre-ordered and you haven't even gotten to look at it yet. And you come home and like the spine is cracked. Someone was reading it. And like, it's just a special thing that you, I, I don't, I don't think it is a big ask. Uh, like, because when someone's coming into your house, you have the right to say that you don't want them to use anything. You could be like this one particular fucking pillow on the couch. Like, it's really special to me. I'm going to sure, put it away. And I don't want you to use it. You know, and like Roxanne, maybe maybe what you could do before you leave is put those books at somewhere that no one can find That's them. That's what I was going to say. Like, I mean, obviously too late now, but you could always put a like, yeah, put them somewhere where someone can't get to them or like put a little sign and say like, please do not touch, you know, or so, yes. so that you, these people know, this house sitter would know. Yeah, I mean, like I, you can definitely put it like off, off limits. Okay, here's a question. Here's a hypothetical. You have this, this thing of tray of books, right? I'm house-sitting yeah. for you. 
I see them. It says Mallory's Do Not Touch. And I go and I buy the same exact books and I read them in your house. Would that bother you? <laughs> but, the, well, this is another thing, though, is that I, and I think this is a very important thing, is that the, this house sitter is not someone Roxanne knows really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, like perfect example for, is, is, a, is th- a thing for my own life. So my dear friend, beloved author, Sarah Gailey, is normal, is the person, the last person who house sat for me. And... Sarah Gailey is my very good friend. Like I completely trust Sarah Gailey to read all of my books and to do whatever. And sometimes they do. That does not bother me at all. Like I don't even think about it when I leave. But if it was someone that like Jeremy was friends with that I didn't really know well, I would feel differently about it. And I bet you that Roxanne would probably feel differently about it if it was one of Roxanne's like best friends that came over to stay. Like if you, Bria Grant came to house it for me, like I wouldn't even think about it. And you were like, hey, I went through your arcs and picked out something I wanted to read. Like I wouldn't think about it. But if it was just some Mm -hmm. random person I didn't know like I know that you're not gonna be like you just don't like some like we, we talk about this all the time on the show some people read and they like dog ear and some people don't dog ear like there's a lot of divide in the book world about what is okay to do in a with a book and I know that you wouldn't be like oh time to I'm gonna read Mallory's book and like rub a bar of chocolate yeah, on know. every single I'd, page I would imagine like a good house sitter would never take a book and then dog ear it that that would be such a line being crossed like to, to damage someone but you never know but you sure, don't of know of course but I I mean I just I have a lot of I have faith in this in the house sitter community, I don't know what it is. And but, but I guess I'm trying to figure community. out is so it's the books it's themselves. The house sitter union. I, it's the books themselves that bother you. It's not the idea of the books. That's what I meant. Not just me, but like if I went and bought the same books you had on your bookshop cart, that wouldn't bother you. I but I it would like you never know. Like what if these are uh, what if it's a special edition of something that Roxanne no, pre-ordered? No, no, no. I think you're not listening. So you're so so. You have this shelf of books, and I see it, and I'm like, oh, there's five books I'm interested in. And I go buy those five books. I read those books. I don't touch your shelf. Does that bother you? No. Okay. So it is about the physical no, no. books, not, like, the idea yeah, yeah. of the books. Because I no, do no, think no, there's no, something the about the, the like, saving this for yourself, this is, like, my space thing. That's what I was trying to figure out. Yeah, no, it's more of a, like, I, cause, well, I'm also just a person who really does not like my space being violated at all. Yeah. Like... And it, but again, it also is person to person. If you, Bria Grant, came to stay at my house, like, and you were like, oh, I wrote on your writing desk, I tried out your pens, I read your arcs, like, I just, it just I like, would not sure. care at all, wouldn't sure. think about it. But if somebody that I don't know, and therefore I don't know how they treat things, like, I just don't know. Even like in the, the house sitter community, someone might <laughs> think it's totally fine to dog ear a book and like not even think about it. Like, You're never going to be asked to house sit again, though. That that is a, because I have house sitters that I know, but not like super well. I guess I do know most of them pretty well, but I I, I recommend them to other people. And so they like need to be recommended because, yeah. you know, For sure. yeah, they, you know, they, oh, they didn't kill my pets and my stuff seems fine. So like everything's for yeah. But again, I think that a lot of this comes down to the fact that this is not a person that Roxanne knows. Yeah. Yeah. That does feel like part of it. Okay. Okay. And, you know. And I just think that it's not just the books. I think that you have, you were totally within your rights to feel that way about any object in your house that you don't want someone touching or fucking with. And I I do think the boyfriend should have asked her, but Roxanne, in the future, I think you should just fucking hide your book like take take that cart or shelf or whatever it is and put it in a closet like yeah i don't think you're weird for doing that like a little like do not touch like police line (laughs) do not disturb yeah like and just put that across and i think people will get the idea like hey these don't touch these books like they'll be like they're valuable there's something going on there i'm not going to touch them and that like that that makes sense does that make sense 
Yeah, but I don't, Roxanne, you're not a book bitch at all. Or maybe you are, and that's cool, and too. It, and if you are, that's cool, because I am right there <laughs> next to you. I have had the same reaction. Um, I, I don't think you're a shitty, I don't think this ma- makes you a shitty person, because I don't think Roxanne's, Roxanne's like, you know, why wouldn't I want others to enjoy reading? It's not that Roxanne is like, I don't want anyone to touch uh, touch things and I don't want anyone to read stuff it's just that you have this particular thing that means something to you and that you set up in your particular way and you don't want anyone to touch that even if it was a bunch of cookies or a sweater or knickknacks whatever it is like it doesn't matter you are totally not you're not being a bitch and you're not being a shitty person for feeling like you don't want anyone to touch that you're fine yeah you're fine but I think this is a good idea for the future because then no one has to worry about it like Exactly. Set yourself up for success by hiding your stuff. You know, we have never had any. The problem with me is that my my we only can have people come stay that I know and I'm friends with because my cat Lula, she doesn't she's so nervous around people that if it's not someone that she knows, she won't eat for like a week. She won't come out. So I've never had the issue of someone that I don't know coming in and staying with my books. Um but maybe at some point I will in the future and I'll have to haul my little TBR cart down and stuff it in my closet. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? But Roxanne, we are, you're absolved of your book guilt. You are not a book bitch. And I'm sure, I'm very interested. I bet we're going to get some spicy emails. Yeah. <laughs> some very interesting They're emails. They're going to be wild you know, about me saying that people can wear my clothes because honestly, <laughs> come on over. Borrow my underwear. Take it, take it with you. Okay. <laughs> Stuff. You make yourself Stuff. a little goodie bag. Here's, here's a bunch of my underwear. It's just one of Bria's books and then a pile of underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, so if you have thoughts on this or you want us to solve your reader problem, you can send it to Reading Glasses Podcast at gmail.com. As always, we want to thank the wonderful mods who run our Facebook group. Uh, and remember, if you want to get your own clothes that someone can maybe try on <laughs> when they're house sitting, you can buy all kinds of Reading Glasses sweatshirts and shirts and tank tops and all kinds of cool stuff over at our Void Merch store. There's... Um, not only different styles of shirts, like we have the really cool sweatshirts and uh, and tank tops, but there are different fabrics. There's different colors. Some of the designs are even available in different fonts, which is super cool. Jordan does a great job over there. So check out the link in the show notes for that. And if you like the show and want to do something for free that will really help us out rate and review us on the podcast listening app of your choice you got to do it in your phone on the mobile app it is really great for us and helps us get more advertisers which helps us feed our cats it helps us find more listeners it helps basically what happens is people open up the app and they're like wow reading glasses has this many Mm -hmm. reviews and most of them are five star reviews I should probably check the show out and it really, really helps us. You can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at readinggpodcast, on Instagram at readingglassespodcast. Thanks for listening and thanks, thanks for, for reading. reading.